the church is the pillar and support of truth. It's only in God we can find peace through Christ Jesus. God does not dwell in houses of brick of mortar. He dwells in our hearts. Join Word versus World every Sunday at 8 a.m. on 92.5 in Nugu's Dream FM. Word versus World, rightly dividing the truth of God's Word. Word versus World. Sponsored by friends and lovers of the Gospel. Good morning. It is indeed time for Word versus World. The Word of God is always fresh and it's um, always available for us to, to um, ensure that our lives get better. And that's actually what we do here on Word versus World. We take worldly concepts and ideas and x-ray them using the truth of God's Word uh, to ensure that every Christian, every believer is fully equipped with all necessary to live a balanced Christian life. And um, on this um, program, we have actually been treating the series, The Gospel of Christ, The Gospel of Christ. And this is the fourth week. We've established over the, the previous weeks that the gospel, in simple term, means good news, good message, good announcement. And um, Pastor Okemute established that the gospel simply means Christ, the good news about Christ. Christ is good news. And um, over the weeks, of course, we have also established that for you to be part of um, sharing this good news, sharing this gospel, you need to have a heart of compassion. You need to have a heart that is burdened, um, you know, with um, that, that is that is burdened for the lost souls. You know, you look at the lost souls and there is compassion in your heart. Um, therefore, it is clear that the gospel is about love. And it's about the love of Jesus, the love of God that is expressed through Jesus giving himself for us. Over the weeks, we established that um, Jesus came to the world. And as we said earlier, he established his love or demonstrated his love to us through dying on the cross. Therefore, from the cross, we can actually see that there are three things that are, are revealed through the cross. Salvation, um, the, the conquest of evil, and of course power to live above sin, deliverance from from the power of darkness, and then the expression of the power of God, which we had last week, the power of the gospel of Christ. Today we'll actually be we'll be talking about the full gospel. And that makes me wonder, is there a half gospel? Well, Pastor Kemote is in the house and he will let us know just what exactly the full gospel means. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Sister, good to be here again. Yes. And um, Pastor, permit me to read the scripture. Acts chapter 20 and verse 27. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That is according to the King James Version. Um, I like the way it's stated in NIV. That is the New International Version. Yeah. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. Okay. Um, okay, so for me now, there are two issues. There are two questions here. Uh, number one is, um, 
the whole will of God. So that implies that there is a, a will, or I mean, is it that there is there is a will that is not whole, or is it that sometimes in preaching the gospel, people preach the gospel as it suits them, and not the full package of the gospel? Okay. Um, yes, it's not now. No, nobody intentionally goes out to. Uh, well, some people do because maybe by next week. Let's just see how God helps us. We we'll talk of people who, uh, Paul talked of people who teach another gospel. Um, however, when the gospel is presented, first we understand that uh, these are people who, uh, as a Christian, with love in your heart, with compassion, with the burden that you have, you understand that these are people who are uh, in darkness. When I talk of darkness now, I'm talking of spiritual darkness. Um, you will see a people who are drowning. Now, so the first thing is to see how they can survive. Okay. So um, we don't just push everything out. Um, so a, a Jonah will come and would say to the people of Nineveh, repent. You understand? And he'll preach to them, repent. John, John the Baptist, who was the forerunner of Jesus, also did the same thing. He came with the message of repentance. Why? Because these are people who are drowning. These are people who need, you know, they could talk of first aid. They have to, they have to survive. Now, so what the first part of the gospel is this. And um, if people are not careful, you just stay here. You say, oh, this is the whole gospel, you know. Um, so the first part of the gospel is this, that um, is that you preach repentance to the people. Now, what are we trying to do? We're trying to get them out of that drowning state. We're just trying to keep them alive. Okay. Now, like you read, Paul says, I did not shrink back from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. But if you read Acts chapter 20, uh, verse 21, because the gospel is like, is like this. Remember I said when we started this series, trying to explain what the gospel is, there was something I said. It's not, the gospel is not just uh, for those who are not saved. Even for the saved, you still need the gospel. The gospel. So it's a total package. However, it comes, you know, the same way uh, we have their stages in this um, human formation. Now, so when you give birth to a child, it's a baby. Now, there are certain things you cannot uh, teach that uh, child. But as this child grows from being a toddler, it becomes a, um, a young child. It becomes a youth, then grows into an adult. So when John was to write, I think somewhere in First John, he says, I write to you little children. Then he now goes to say, I write to you young men. Then he now says, I write to you elders. So you see the, the stages there. There is their little children. Now, first, we are all children of God. However, when we're not talking of spiritual maturity, you now see the progression there. So it, John, when you, you can read that in First John, he said, I write to you little children. I write to you young men uh, because you have overcome the evil one. Then I write to you elders. So the letters that uh, the letter that he wrote, the letter that he wrote to the the letter that he wrote to the uh, children was not the same letter that was given to the young men. Mm. The letter that was given to the young men was not the same letter that they gave to the elders. Now, so you see the stage, the stage is here like that. Now it's also like that. So I wanted to read Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-one. Now to the unconverted um, heathen. Paul preached this, repentance toward God and faith in Christ Jesus. Now, that is where it starts from. 
so the, to the one who is unconvert who, is, who has not converted to christianity to the hidden what do we preach we preach repentance is very important and that was where um that was where um, what's his name now john the baptist started from he started from that repent from the for the kingdom of god is at hand do you understand now so you start from there doesn't mean you end there it's just that you you are in a drowning state we need to get you out okay, okay. good so read acts chapter 20 verse 21 that was what paul emphasized now um now to the believers paul preached that was that's where you now read he said now they've matured i preached the whole purpose of god to listen this height is again to the unbelievers we preach repentance uh, from sin and faith towards god that is you don't have to do anything just repent to repent means stop then because it, I've, you talk to a lot of people say oh i've stopped so what now happens what now happens to my past forget your past now what is required is that you stop the god who goes to the past knows how because a lot of people are afraid of their past do you understand so and he does another thing that tends to hold them down in their presence so they can't serve or accept what god is giving to them because they are afraid of their past now but this is what it says it says if we, have, if we confess our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us and not just forgive us he's going to cleanse us not just forgiveness cleansing comes in so it goes to your past he corrects he actually goes to the past to correct so the one who is afraid of what now happens to my past don't worry what he's just saying now you have heard the good news stop now let me even read uh, because sometimes we preach this thing and um when you go deeper into scriptures you say oh no you know they just want we just want to stay at that faith in god uh, repentance from sin and and faith in god now let me read john chapter 3 um which we all know uh, from verse 15 he says so that um okay in verse, from verse 14 he says, as moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness even so must the son of man be lifted up so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life there's a difference between eternal life and long life eternal life is the life of god um for god so loved the world in verse 16 that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have that eternal life we're talking about the life of god in verse 17 he said for god did not send the son into the world to judge the world but that the world might be saved through him that's why jesus came now listen to verse 18 he said he who believes in him is not judged he who does not believe has been judged already. So sometimes we just present that first part. For God so loved the world. Do you understand? Now you now say, now you now go to 18. It now says, he who believes in him is not judged. That is, we've given you a gift. We've given you a life jacket. Right? Now use this. In your drowning state, come out. If you reject that, if you reject that, then you say you are condemned or you are judged already because he has not believed in the in the name of the holy holy begotten only begotten son of god he said this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and men loved the darkness rather than uh, the light for their deeds were evil now what are we saying so i can present to you for god to love the world that he gave his only begotten son right good so you end there but i have to tell you that if you reject what i'm giving to you you are going to be judged you are going to be condemned 
and people actually reject that now so to the unbelievers what do we preach we preach that if you stop now repentance is important not just believe repentance is important repentance means stop repentance means stop just stop because sometimes you say oh i believe but the person is still doing now if if you are still practicing sin you have not repented no you have the bible said somewhere in the book of uh, uh idols it said uh, sorry in the book of acts it talks about their idols you know yeah you see you okay in the book yes in acts you see they bought they brought their books out that they used for sorcery and they burnt all the books that was that was repentance then you go to uh, uh somewhere he's in Thessalonians. he was talking to them he said repent uh from god uh, stop stop serving your idols they had to stop but sometimes what we want to do is that we want to serve god and also be reading those uh, occultic books no it doesn't work like repentance means you stop so the one that's still should still no more the one that's told should still no more right the one who was, who was a prostitute should stop and faith towards god now so that is what is preached to the unbelievers now um if you go to hebrews chapter 6 read from verse 1 to 2 paul also talks about the elementary teachings concerning christ huh? it talks about the elementary teaching concerning christ which again is repentance and faith in christ i think i would like to read that hebrews chapter 6 just to um help us further hebrews chapter 6 um from verse 1 it says therefore leaving the elementary teaching now look at it so you're talking about the elementary teaching now it says, leaving the elementary teaching about the christ let us press on to maturity huh? not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith towards god so th- these are the elementary teachings now but if you stop here you're, you're not going to mature and a lot of people say oh don't so when you tend to teach them okay you know jesus did not hold back um, some of the things we, we hold back he, he said to people clearly those who wanted to follow him he said if you do, you want to you want to be my disciple you 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 uh hate father hate mother the way the king james puts it you know even hate your own life now if i'm, I'm looking for a member in my church the church as a pastor and i'm telling that that see if you want to follow the person would come to your church in john chapter 6 you know he uh, having multiplied bread and fish, they came to him in their numbers. And he said to them, I know why you have come. You know, you have come because of bread and fish. Now, at the time, he said to a, a set of people who were around him, he said, except you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you cannot, you cannot, that life is not, you can't have that life. The Bible says even his disciples left him. Do you understand? When he made that statement, they were disciples of Jesus. Now, not the apostles. They were disciples of Jesus that when they heard that, they left. Now, but so, people stop at that elementary teaching. Faith in Christ. Faith, uh, repentance and, uh, uh, and faith in God, which Paul said. In verse 2, he said, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And he said, in verse 3, and this we will do if God um, permits. So, that is the elementary uh, teaching. However, like I've said, you go deeper. Hmm? We'll go deeper. If you go to first, uh, that's Second Corinthians um, uh, chapter 2, when Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, he said, I determined to know nothing among you 
except Christ, except Christ Jesus and him crucified. Now that is still elementary. Right? That is still elementary. But he didn't stop there. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 2. He said, I, 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 there are things I wanted to tell you, but I could not tell you because you were babes. Do you understand? You were babes. Even Jesus said to his disciples that, see, there are things that I want to tell you, but you can't bear them now. In fact, when Jesus, after he died, he resurrected, appeared to his disciples, they said to him, will you at this time restore the kingdom? But ah, Jesus said, oh, oh, these people obviously do not understand all these things have been saying to them while I was with them. He said, don't worry, when the Holy Spirit comes, you will understand. Right? So the next stage is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Mm. Now, the first stage is this, repentance from dead works. Faith towards God. Everybody enjoys that. Now it goes deeper. You know, it goes deeper. Where you are not talk, you are not teaching about the Holy Spirit. We talk of the fruit of the Spirit. We talk of the gifts of the Spirit, and all that is a total package. So we must preach the full gospel. Hmm? We must preach the full gospel. Why we bring them? That is why the evangelist goes preach and say repent, 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 repent. You have to come to a pastor to disciple you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to come to a pastor to disciple. Why the evangelist is going out there preaching and all that, and uh, you know people are turning to Christ. There must be somebody who is seated to teach the people. Maybe after this, we're going to start a series on learning Christ. People have to learn Christ because if you see some of the things you do, you ask. I mean, Christians, you say, "Did you? Is this person you have not so learned Christ?" You see some of the practices we get involved in. You ask, which Christ did you learn? Is it the Jesus of the Bible that taught you this? Or you have heard, like Paul said, you, you, now, you have heard another gospel, another Jesus, and you have received, received another spirit. So after this, if God, gives, if God permits, we're going to get into that, learning Christ. People must be taught Christ properly. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, the next thing he said, he said, learn of me. You have to learn of Christ. Now, so we come, there are, there are certain things. You can't teach a, is he a primary six boy? You want to be teaching calculus. You know, at that level, there are elementary things in mathematics that you teach him. Now, he goes to a secondary school. And of course, it just gets more interesting. Gets to the university. Even at that you know, you get into applied mathematics and all that. It just gets interesting. So, the full gospel, yeah, there's a full gospel, but is revealed step by step, bit by bit. First, we're interested in people are drowning, right? We have to get them out. So, what do we preach to them? Repentance uh, from uh, repentance from sin and faith towards God. That's where it starts from. Before we now go into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then there is a third um, stage. Okay, um, but you know, having said that, how how do you now establish um, the particular stage a person is at to know when to preach this other part? You know, it's like you are serving a, a maybe five course meal, so you bring the first course mm. and then the second. So, but how do you determine? Okay, when someone is established, because I I also want to believe that you know when someone um, has received repentance. He also has to get established in that phase before he is ready to move to the next phase. Mm. So, how do you establish when that has happened? Okay. 
um how do we establish the how do we establish or how do we know people who are yes yes know, how do you good? know that now i I've, personally i believe that's one of the um challenges we have i go preach for people i go preach for programs you know um, invite me here and sometimes they give you 45 minutes mm. and the truth is they think in 45 minutes you'll be able to teach them everything that's not correct you understand again you have a mixed multitude you understand so they give you a topic uh you you are just you, you look at people they are just lost that's the truth they are just lost i'm not saying it's bad to do programs and all that but the truth is you can't do a program of uh 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 or you have a fellowship of 45 minutes and you think you'll be taught everything. No, you, you're not. You're not. Now, to answer your question directly, I just uh, vented my frustration. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you go to a place and you give 45 minutes, what do you want to do? In 45 minutes, you are still trying to lead. You understand? Uh, good. Yes. Now, it's difficult. And that is why you have the local church. You understand? Again, you can never overemphasize the place of the local church. And I always encourage people, please go to church. Please go to church. That is where you will grow. That is where you will grow. That is where they can place you. I can place you. You listen to me on radio in, in, uh, in 55 minutes and you're off. I can place you. Do you understand? Mm. Now, what I can do and what we do here is to, you know, wake you up. Wake you up. Wake sleeping. And we've gotten testimony in that regard. People who are sleeping, read your Bible. Pray for yourself. You know, learn how to pray for yourself. Read your Bible. I always encourage people, know God for yourself. Know God for yourself. So it's difficult just to, that's to, to say, okay, this is where, the, now, um, Paul, um, the, for the people in Corinth, he was able to please them because, it, of course, they were just receiving the message um, of Christ and all that. So everybody was growing, you know, and there was, um, he was monitoring their growth. Um, he left uh, uh, Timothy somewhere, he's in Ephesus now. Um, he left uh, Titus in Crete, you understand, to help disciple people. That's a place of the local church. It is, I know the, uh, my children have been with, they've been with me. I know their develop, developmental uh, you know, stage as they grow. At each time, I know what to tell them. Do you understand? At each time, I know what to tell them. So it's a place of the local church. The local church uh, does it. So uh, uh, I know of some churches, they have um, classes, believers class and all that and all that. But, but I also believe strongly that in, uh, in as much as um, the local church has a huge role to play, um, we also have, if we want to grow, we also have a part to play. You must read your Bible for yourself. You understand? God is going to, again, I'm going to get into a much deeper, not the elementary part now, the gospel, you know, like I was teaching yesterday. Uh, God, you get to a point in this whole thing. There are times when you are young, you're asking for everything, and God is giving you biscuits. He gives to you sweets. He gives to you, right? Good. Now, so you, as you grow, you ask for some things, and He will not give to you. Right? Yeah. There are times you will be broke. Christians don't like to hear that. Paul was broke. Jesus was broke. Christians don't like to hear that. <laughs> Jesus was broke. You think he had money and he told Peter to go and uh, catch, uh, throw the line in the river, the first fish. Uh, they didn't have money to pay tax. So a miracle had to happen. 
right? So he takes you through that phase. You don't take children through such phases. They will die. They will leave the faith. So at that first phase, he's giving you everything. Right? And you're enjoying it. And you think it's like that. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. As you grow. So um, it's really difficult, except for the local church. You understand? But again, the word of God is like this. As we're preaching, is you, you think... Um, Oh, who is who is understanding? Can a child? I teach my children about the Holy Spirit. At the time, I I said no, but I teach them. Teach them, you know. You must understand the Holy Spirit. Samuel was a child. Now, child. When I talk of a child now, in terms of his age, naturally, do you understand? Uh, because you can be a sixty-five years old man, yet you are a babe in Christ. So I'm not talking of uh, Samuel being a child uh, spiritually. He was a child like. He was a young boy. Timothy was a teenager when he was pastoring, uh, uh, like uh, theologians tell us, over 20,000 people. He was a very young boy. So Paul had to say to Timothy, do not be timid. God did not give you the spirit of timidity. And so Timothy, if you, as a young teenager, you have elders who you are pastoring, you have a, 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 a rich men, you know, because Paul said to Timothy, say to them who are rich. So there were rich men in his church. And if you've pastored rich people before, they want to tell you what to preach. You have to stand your ground that this is what the Lord, word of the Lord said. I've heard people go to a pastor and say, I, I was not happy with what you said. Who, who are you not to be happy with what pastor said? Because you have money. So the pastor should say what you want, not what God wants him to say. Timothy had educated people in his church, but yet he was a teenager. So you can be a teenager, yet the Lord has opened himself to you. The Lord has revealed himself to you. And you have more knowledge and more depth in God than the man who is old in age now. When uh, was his name now? Job was sick. Four guys went to visit him. The first three were much older than Elihu. And Elihu did not talk because his elders were speaking. And he said, please sir, let me speak. After they had finished speaking. And he spoke. Read Job chapter 42, when God was to talk about, uh, uh, I think that's Job 42, 7. When God was to talk about, uh, what was his name now? The three guys. Sorry, let me get that scripture correctly. Um, Job 42, that's the last chapter in the book of Job. It says, and it came about after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz the uh, Timonite, my wrath is upon you. Is kindled against you and against your two friends because you have not spoken of me what is right. So the first three who were elders, everything they said to Job, I've said again, please go and study the book of Job. Everything they said concerning Job was wrong and God was angry. Now, they, they were saying God said to them because God said, you have not spoken of me what is right. So what they were telling Job was, we are telling you the mind of God. But God said, you have not spoken of me what is right. In verse 8, he said, Now therefore take uh, for yourself seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up a burnt offering for yourselves. And my servant Job will pray for you. For I will accept him so that I may not do with you according to your folly. Because you have not, he said it again, because you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. So the first three were much older than Elihu. Elihu was a very young, young, uh, he was a young man, you understand. But when the first three spoke, they did not say what was right concerning God. But Elihu did, right? Good. Now what am I saying that 
is not your age. Age has nothing to do with the things of God. Is your your heart? How open are you to God? It has nothing to do with your age. It has nothing to do with your natural qualification. Nothing at all. Um, John chapter three. Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, "How can a man be born again?" I came at night, and Jesus was. In fact, Jesus said something. Say, "Are you a teacher of the? You are, you are a teacher of the law." That is, you are a professor, and you now a professor of theology, because the guy was a Pharisee, and you don't understand these things. So it has nothing to do with your age. It has nothing to do. Nicodemus, don't forget, he was a member of the Sanhedrin, and for you to be a member of the Sanhedrin, you know you have to be rich, you have to be educated, your age also. So it has nothing to do with all these things. It is your heart towards towards God, right? So again. How do we separate, Sister Hope? It's difficult. For me, I think it's difficult. But the Word of God is active. You know, like Hebrews says, the Word of God is active. As people here, you know, he, if he needs to grind the meat for them to, you know, to, to shoe, he will do that for the babes. You know, if they are old enough to bite and shoe themselves, then they love. So let's just preach the Word of God. The Holy Spirit knows how to distribute it to individuals according to their stage. I really like that thing that you just said. <laughs> yes, I really like it, you know, because I've actually been wondering when we go to church, as you said, there are mixed multitudes. But what you said is Yeah, just no, it's been <laughs> sincerely, it's been a it's been uh, at the time I said I was not going to take invitations again because um it's like what you are talking, you have a mixed multitude. I would just if I if I'm doing my programs, I know I'm doing my program. I know what I'm teaching. I know the people who listen to me to some extent. I know they understand the things I can say. You understand. But when you go to a strange place, you are saying something from scripture and it's like, uh, uh, is, is this in the Bible? What God promised us is long life. What God promised us is food. What God promised us is a good car. And you are like, <laughs> these are elementary things now. Let's go. They say no. You know, so... For me, sometimes it's, it's frustrating. So I, want, I just want to do my programs uh, where I know people who are coming to listen to me, I know what I'm giving to them. Uh, but when you just go, they give you 45 minutes, 30 minutes, what are you going to say? No, what are you going to say? You, you are practically going to say nothing than just to encourage the people and go. Yeah. Yeah. Teaching somewhere, you, you, t- you tell the people of, that this earth will never be better and they're like, what are you saying? And so when you preach such things, you are like, oh, you are a prophet of doom. No, you are not a prophet of doom. You are just telling them, take your eyes away. And like I've always told people, if we talk about the earth and the judgment that is coming upon the earth, a Christian is not supposed to be afraid. If you are afraid, that means you have treasures on this earth. Right? And you are not supposed to. It means that your, the, the things that God has given to you, they are now a God to you. So when God says, I'm going to destroy those things, you are scared. You are not supposed to be scared. Right, you are supposed to be excited that Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Christian is supposed to be excited. Okay, so um, when a, a Christian, after a Christian repents, and it's at that stage that the Bible says he's taking milk, right? Yes, yeah, taking milk. Okay. He's taking milk. So uh, Peter puts it like this: as newborn newborn babes, mm-hmm. desire what they want to take is milk. That's your desire. So he was talking to them as newborn babies. Please. You, what you should do, that is, the way newborn babies desire milk, yeah. that is how you should desire the sincere word of God. Okay. Mm. So, after that repentance stage, what is the next stage? <laughs> okay. 
after the repentance stage okay we'll now talk of now and that repentance stage you see see a number of people uh struggle um paul says the things i want to do i don't find myself doing them right good um <laughs> my son is presently preparing for a, a particular exam right primary six exam so Oh, so he's been doing lessons and all that. So he told me he was tired. I said, "No, welcome to the new, <laughs> welcome to the new phase." He said, he "Doesn't like this phase. It's not about whether you like it. You are there and you are there." Okay. Uh-huh, good. So, so le- from one lesson to the other, just to prepare him. Good. So what's the next stage? We're talking about baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about people being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? Good. What well, that infilling of the Holy Spirit. So. The person starts struggling or begins to struggle. And say, ah, nobody told me, a songwriter said, nobody told me that the road would be easy. Yes, they didn't tell you because if they had told you, you would not have uh, embarked on the journey. Uh, when, uh, what's his name now? Joseph, you know, got beautiful visions about his future and all that. But nobody told him that his brothers were going to sell him. You know, they hated him, they sold him to slavery. But that was the route that God himself uh, carved out for him. Because we read that in uh, Psalms. He said, my son, I sent to Egypt, Joseph. Right? But what Joseph saw, people bowing down for him and all that, sitting on the throne. That's good. Now, you have to, now the process, the next thing is now the power of the Holy Spirit, like I said. Yeah, you need, you need that power to overcome sin. Now, there's a type in the Old Testament. Now, we have the, the, the temple has three uh, parts. There's the outer court, there's the uh, inner court, then there's the holy of holies. The outer court, you have a lot of people there, eh? right? So you get to the inner court, where the priests, uh, and yeah, yes, then even the holies of holies, you, even, you have to be careful because if you get there, you just be killed. If you are not careful, you know, the presence of God will just take the person. Good. So, it's like that. Where you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live for him. That's the next stage. You are empowered by the Holy Spirit to live for him. Let me see if I can get um, scriptures um, with respect to that. But, don't forget, is uh, what we're just telling, saying now is phase by phase. Right? Mm-hmm. The first phase we said is repentance and faith towards God. Um, the second stage is, um, um, like I said, being filled um, with the Holy Spirit, uh, and uh, that is baptism of the Holy Spirit and all that. I was just trying to see if um, I can get scripture with, uh, with respect to that. But because of our time, sorry, I might not, maybe next week I'll, I'll give you scriptures. Now, so that's the next stage. Then, there is a third stage. Hmm? There is a third stage. <sighs> is now what I call partaking of that divine nature. Hmm? Good. Now, what is partaking of the divine nature? Is all you're interested in at this stage is you want to be like, is Christ being formed in you. And let me tell you the truth God will do everything, eh? everything within. I like the way Pastor Oba puts it. Quite interesting, but hard to accept. 
This is what he said. He said, trouble is the best instrument in the hands of the Lord to bring Christ out of us. Let me put it again. Trouble is the best instrument in the hands of God, of the Lord, to bring Christ out of us. So if you read James chapter 1 verse 2, it says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse trials. Now, you are not counting it all joy at this first stage. Necessarily not even at the second stage. Do you understand? At the second stage, it's a bit more like you're frustrated. You know? Why is it that this thing is not working? Like, I just gave you an example of my son now. You know? Like, he's beginning to feel the heat of life. You know? You're reading and all from one lesson to the other. Ah, It wasn't like this before. Do, do you understand? But welcome. Now, when you want to write work and jump, of course, it gets, uh, you know, tougher. That's the truth. You need to prepare more. Now, so at this stage, uh, is a stage where uh, you you may lose everything. You know, any now at this stage, you're not even thinking of material things. So. Most times, what we prophesy in church, nothing shall be lost. No, most times, God makes sure you lose everything. Mm. Yes. Your life will be secure, don't worry. Because what is bringing out from you is Christ. I read the scripture yesterday, and somebody came to me and said he was scared of the scripture. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 10. He said, I've tested you in the furnace of affliction. You know, so somebody came to me and said, that scripture scared him. Now, is it third stage? You know, where God is now, anything that tends, any, he looks at you and things that are not right, he picks those things out. It's painful to your flesh, right? It's painful to your flesh. But what is bringing out is bringing out Christ in you. Um, somebody, I was in a fellowship on Wednesday and the brother that preached said something that, you know, struck me. You know, we talk of being chosen or choosing generation, the royal priesthood and all that. So the angel of the Lord came to uh, Mary and said, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. With you. Know that blessed are you amongst women, and blessed is the fruit, right, of your womb. And um, now that was Mary who was to bring forth Jesus. But we know what uh, happened. You know the shame that came as a result of that. It was, she was traduced. She was, uh, in fact, uh, what, was that, what was his name? Joseph said he wanted to put her out quietly mm. you know till tomorrow people have said that uh, she went to she slept with a man and then uh, she conceived that there have been theories around that but we know the truth as christians by mm. faith you know but mary did not find it easy somebody have said when they said when she was to deliver and there was no in now there was no place for her to deliver and she delivered the uh, in a horse uh, pen or stable. stable, you know. It's, it's not, it wasn't that there were, like the person explained, which I believe, it wasn't that there was no place for her to deliver, you know, Jesus. It's just that she was rejected everywhere because the story had gone out that look at this one, you know. So the person who was to bring forth Jesus the Messiah, the one that God shows, right? We saw the things. The shame, the uh, that's why you talk. We talked. We've talked here before. When Paul said, "I'm not ashamed of Christ," because sometimes if you are not careful, uh, people want to push you to that point where the, where you will be ashamed of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But you must stand your ground. You know, Paul was in prison. You know, uh, these are uh, that even Demas had to leave him because of shame. 
Paul wrote to, to Timothy and said to Timothy, don't be ashamed of me, right? You don't identify with somebody who has been labeled a criminal, you know? But it was, it was because for, of, for the sake of Christ. Everybody wants to identify with a great man, but nobody wants to identify with a rebel, you know? So at that test stage, that is what Christ, God is doing in us. Things that he looks at us and, you know, sometimes you look at, I look at what some of us as preachers teach. It's not that it's not correct, but if we just think that that is the whole thing about the gospel, no, it's not. What we're giving them, you must tell is bit by bit, step by step, they'll come up to a higher level. And when you come up to that higher level, listen, things are, things are difficult sometimes, but in all, Paul said, I've learned to abase and I've learned to abound. There are times there are, there's plenty. There are times there's actually nothing. But we understand that Christ is in us and is the one who we are looking forward to. We want to become like him. And everything that we take God, God will use it to bring out Christ in us. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor. Uh, well, we have a few minutes to get interactive, so please you can send your questions to our Facebook page, Word vs. World. You can call, uh, the phone lines are open, um, 0902-002-0925. I'll take that again, 0902-002-0925. We have a call. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Chicago. Morning, sir. That's Gabriel and calling from uh, Iswin on the local government area of Abrazi. You're welcome, sir. Uh, good morning, uh, Pastor Udu. Good morning, sir. Uh, very much. I thank you very much uh, for this morning's full gospel. Uh, we have not understood what full gospel is. Uh, my question is this. Uh, this part that for preach the full gospel, why is it that we limit the time to explore and preach the gospel in order to make people to uh, turn away from their sins. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, I, I really do not understand the question. Uh, but that sincerely, I, 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 I don't understand the question. But if I pick one or two things uh, from what he said, why is it that um, maybe why would we stop at preaching repentance or, or, or let me just i don't understand the question okay Please. so we have another call hello good morning hello good morning yes your name and um, your question please my name is david my question is uh, simple like uh, my teacher taught me i think last two weeks that if you have been working in the church maybe playing drums or then your type is and but eventually you stop doing all those things and go back to you know maybe not coming to not going to church as you did before. You will think that there is a punishment for that that uh, maybe my finances to you know will not come as it coming before. Like the how it was written in Malachi. So I want the person to, you know, for this, um, Thank you very much. All right. All right. In simple terms, that is not the gospel. That's not the gospel. Okay. So we yeah. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Let me read that question. Uh, Pastor Udu. 
Listen to that Gabriel. Okay, okay, thank, thank you. Why is it that people in the time they give to the ministers to preach and they explain okay. the principles of the gospel so that people will turn away from their sin? All okay. right, okay. Um, for some people, is um, is priority. Uh, you understand his priority. You go to a, now. This is just me venting. Sorry, you go to a, a church where they invite you to preach. They do drama for one hour. They do dance for for one hour. They do announcement for one hour. Then they tell you, Pastor, you have time for thirty minutes. There's no appreciation for the word. Mm. That's what I think. I, I might be wrong, but that's what I think. Mm. Um, there's no appreciation for the word. Now, um, there, of course, there are places for. If you are gathered for drama, please do drama. Yeah. Um, don't mix this whole thing. Do you get mm. it? Uh, so I just think it's appreciation for the word of God. Uh, if you see sincerely, uh, let me just at this point, people who have been given to the work that we do here, God bless you. God, I mean, God bless you. I pray for you personally. Um, truly, God bless you. Listen, if you appreciate the word of God, your time, your money will go in. That's the truth. Your time and your money will go in. Um, with that, you know, did the good of the land we did. Somebody said, ah, Pastor, sorry, I could not come. No, you don't have to apologize to me for not coming. No, you don't have to. You could not come. You could not come. You understand? I really don't know why you did not come. I'm not in your shoes. You understand? But if you are sick, you don't tell your doctor, sorry, I could not come. Now you the sick. Now you need doctor. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> so, sincerely. So, we, we, um, is our appreciation for the word of God, you know, is our appreciation for, if we appreciate this word of God, if we know, like the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, I think we'll give attention to it. Yes, we will give attention to it. It's just a, the time we give to God's word, it's just a proof that we don't appreciate it. You will think you do. No, you don't. You don't. That's why you see a Paul who will sit down and teach for us. You see Jesus who will sit down and teach. Every Once he sees people who want to learn, he will sit down and teach. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we have another call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. We cannot hear you. Um, if you can hear us, uh, please try again. The phone line is open. Yes. Yeah, so, and the number to call is 902 Zero zero two zero nine two five, and of course you can send your questions and comments to our Facebook page Word versus World. So um, we 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 are okay. Yes, we have another call. Hello, good morning. Uh, good morning. Can you step away from your device a bit? Okay. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Please, what's your name? Thank you for the you uh, pastor and the you uh hope on the on, on the studio. Thank you, sir. Um, I'm very much appreciated for what the teaching of the Bible is. I've been listening to it. Um very much uh, you know, gain a lot of uh uh, uh, uh gains on the on the word of God. Okay. Myself, my name is uh, Simon Peter who I'm speaking from uh Obadibu local government for two times in State. Okay, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have a question? Hello. Do you have a question? 
No, I don't have freedom, but I want to appreciate a pastor. Okay. God uh, bless you, sir. All right. Uh, I thank you for what you did. I want you to come and open the door. Okay. <laughs> thank you very much, sir. Um, well, for now, pastor is doing radio work here. Um, so, but um, it's okay. We have another call. I think we'll um, this year. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello, good morning. Yes, your name. Good morning. Good morning, sir. My name is Yankuchu, uh, calling from Mocha. Okay, go ahead, your question. Hey, Pastor, my question is it might not be from what you're teaching now, but there is something someone told me the other day I was confused. And so let me ask. Someone told me the other day, he said that the only thing you will do. To make everyone is to accept Jesus. That even if you die in sin. Because we we argued the word to the extent that the person told me that even if you die in another woman, in another someone in someone's wife, on top of someone's wife, as long as you have accepted Jesus, that you're going to heaven. Okay. All right. Like those ones does not mean anything. Okay, Pastor. My brother, I run from such people. I can tell you, I know the doctrine is a doctrine called once saved, always saved. And it's not the way people teach it out there. And of course, I just believe that's one of the proponents of such a doctrine. Uh, it's not a correct doctrine, doctrine the way they say it. You cannot be living in sin and um, expect that, oh, when Jesus, no, it doesn't work like that. We've said that again. Is you know, um, how do, well, don't worry, we'll get into that when when I when we come to the point of live, you know, that learning. Uh, learning Christ, we'll get into that. But it's not the way they preach it. That one save what save is not is not a cor the correct way to preach that doctrine. But that's a doctrine once save what save, and it's not correct. Okay. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Okay. Can you move away from your device a bit? All right. Can you, can you hear me? It's a bit better. Go ahead with your question. I am sorry, um, sir, from Abakaliki. We cannot take any more questions. Um, and uh, we have actually come to the end of today's program. Uh, we are grateful to God for all he has done. And um, please ensure that at 5 p.m. today, you keep a date with Pastor Uduokemuti for Grace and Truth. Um, he'll be on YouTube and of course his mixed law is also on Uduokemuti. U-D-U-O-K-I-E-M-U-T-E um, at 5 p.m. And please ensure that um, you can send, please know that you can send your questions, uh, particularly our last caller there. You can actually send your questions to our Facebook page, Word versus World, and um, the questions will be attended to. My name is Hope. Have a blessed day ahead.